Hello, ladies and gentlevems. This is David from Call Me Limbo. It's just me today. This is Wandering Thoughts, where you get to hear a me tell a story about whatever I am thinking about and whatever is on my mind. Um, so I hope that we are feeling zesty out there. Um, all the listeners, thank you for listening. This is episode three, I believe, of Wandering Thoughts and episode 19 in the Call Me Limbo production, if you will. Um, So yeah, so thank you to everyone who's been listening and supporting us this far. We are excited to continue to get to know all of you and for you to get to know us and to just kind of form a a neat community here. So um, today, I want to talk about healing my inner child And some of the things lately that I have been doing that I feel like have accomplished that goal. And so, um, but before I do that, I want to acknowledge what is going on over in the land previously known as Palestine and um, the loss of life that has happened in the last not only the last week, but over the last several decades. Um, And so I hope for a peaceful resolution where no one is oppressed, where people feel like they are living in peace. And... where we can just give peace a chance. I've been listening to a lot of, well, by a lot, I mean two songs of John Lennon's about Imagine. It's called Imagine and Give Peace a Chance. And Give Peace a Chance is kind of like the music video is giving cult leader a little bit, like where it's just kind of sitting around a circle chanting the same thing over and over again. But the message is, is, um, is strong. And I was like, I really wish that that we could try peace. Like most of our lives, at least most of my life, I didn't realize that that the world, much of the world has been at war. And I would even say that some of like some of the communities that we live in here in the United States are are war zones as well with um with violence, um, which I think stems from poverty and um not having access to resources. And so when when a group of people like the Palestinians has been cut off from their resources, um, I think it makes sense why why there was a, a retaliatory action. To me, it makes sense, um, and and it makes sense. And I also wish for um, for peace. Um, so I did want to acknowledge that. Um, yeah, and so. I have been trying to focus on healing my inner child lately. And so, which is, which is ironic because literally right before I started recording this, I got a message on Instagram, a personal message. Let me read it to you. And I would love to know your thoughts 
your wandering thoughts, if you will, um, as to how you think I should respond. If I should respond, you can message us what you would do um, on our social media channels on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and threads at Call Me Limbo Pod. So I received this Instagram message, and I'd love to know what you would, what you all would do. If this would, it, and maybe your advice too, if this would help me heal my inner child. So here we go. So it says, also, mind you too, I'm about a week responding. I'm a week delayed responding to this message. And so I was like, if I were to, if I were to be the early bird to get this worm, like that, that did not happen in this situation. So I hope this offer is still good. So yes, the message says, hello, I'd like to know if you're interested being my sugar baby worth $3,000 as your weekly allowance to clear up all your bills. Reply yes if you're interested. And then a hand emoji with like a pen or a pencil in it and a red heart emoji. So I would love to know your your reaction and what you would do. So all of this to say is I could use that extra money as as I work on healing my inner child because it costs a little bit of money. And a couple of things that I have done lately to to invest in myself are I went to so people say it a lot of different ways. Our flight attendants who I could tell were not from there said it Louisville. Um and I, that's kind of how I grew up knowing the knowing the city Louisville. Um but then I also heard like people say call it in like Louisville, Louisville or like Louisville. Um also, let us know how you pronounce this word at Call Me Limbo Pod. But yeah, so I went to Louisville to see Diana Ross in concert with one of my near and dear friends, Demarcio, who has seen Miss Ross, like I think he said over 250 times, which is just incredible to me. Um, and so this was my first time. And we got to we got to sit and stand and like jump up and down. There's an embarrassing video, Instagram video, on Miss Ross's Instagram page of me flailing my hands in like the second row because she was like, "Is anybody else hot?" And I said, "Oh my goodness, ah, yes, I yes I am, but like you are the show, like you are." the aura. You are the essence. And so the, I'm like flailing my arms trying to cool down <laughs> Diana Ross. Um 79 year old Diana Ross. She said that on um on stage. And I was like, I hope, uh, I hope that I look that good when I'm like 50. I'm 37 now. And um People tell me that I look young or they like disbelieve that I'm 37, but it could just be because of my, I, maybe it's maybe, maybe it's my looks and my skincare routine, or maybe it's immaturity. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's born or maybe he's born with it. All of these things can be true also at the same time. But, um, yeah, Miss Ross looked amazing, amazing, 79 years old and her, oh my goodness, like her just... As the kids are saying, no notes, no notes. Um, it was just incredible. I was like, I at, at at points, 
I was literally probably just like five feet away from her. And I was like, you could just feel her. I, at least I could just feel, I'm almost like dissociating from this. Cause it was like, it just seems like it's untrue. And I was like, little David from Nebraska that day always asks about, um, or like to tell stories from that time period, like would not, like would not have believed that he got to be probably about five feet from Miss Diana Ross. And you could just tell that she was like looking in, like she looked like not through me, but like into me. Um, It felt like at moments, like it felt so intimate, even though we were in this like room that I believe we looked up the capacity when we got there. It was a little over 2000 people. And I just felt like, oh my goodness, this is so intimate. And I know that she creates those moments for so many others. And I, I like I, I choked up a couple of times in the beginning because I was just like, oh my goodness, like this aura is so overwhelming. Like you could just feel the love oozing oozing, uh, <laughs> oozing out of, um, out of her. And she was just so soulful. And, um, I, I didn't realize I was, I was, I was trying to like prepare for the, for the concert. Um, DeMarcio sent me these amazing like memes every day. And then just these like fact sheets about, about Diana Ross's life and her career and, um, places that she's performed. And like, it was just, it was just incredible. And it got me so excited. And so I was listening to a lot of the, her music. Um, I found some play to playlists on YouTube and I was just like, I was transported back to my childhood because I didn't realize how many of these songs I knew from my childhood. And I think back to like some of my first ever CDs that I ever had. It was like, now that's what I call music, volume two. I did not have the first. That's probably actually worth something. But I had the volume two. And I had that. That was like one of my first CDs. The um, Aqua, like Barbie girl people. That's kind of making a resurgence. Los Del Rios, I think is their names. They're the people that came up with the Macarena. And then finally, I just had this like mixed CD set of exclusively disco music. And it was just so joyful. And that is growing up, like, I was like, oh my gosh, these are the vibes that I am just drawn to. Joy, charisma, celebration. And then come to find out that much of disco music is like rooted in the black community and, um, through that, through that celebration is, is recognizing how much was, was overcome. And also that there is still so much that needs to be done as a collective, as a nation, as a world to collectively, collectively liberate, um, black and brown folks. And like that there is reason to celebrate that we are all here and we are, we have survived and that is cause for celebration. And like, again, like being kind to one another and recognizing joy, celebrating joy. Um, and I think that that's, that to me is what disco music was, um, growing up and still is when I listen to it. And I didn't realize how much of my childhood was shaped by Diana Ross. And so, when I got to see her, and I like to say when she got to see me too, um, 
<laughs> but when I got to see her, I got to I got to not only see her, but to also feel that feeling that I had as a child. And I really felt transported me back to that nine or ten year old little boy in Nebraska who was um seeking out that sense of community and joy and love and radiance. And so I loved every, every minute of it. And um she did come out and do an encore, which felt really special. Um my voice, oh my goodness, I was like yelling and screaming. And I was like, I've never really been a wooer um, until I became an RA in college, which that probably doesn't surprise many of you now if you've made it this far <laughs> that I was an RA. Um, and that now I'm like a police abolitionist, but LOL. Um, but yeah, she came out and did an encore and it felt so, so special because we got to like almost like not necessarily beg for it, but, like, it seemed like it went on for a while. And we're like, you know what? Like, we don't always get everything that we want. And so um, a lot of times it's just luck. So it's not necessarily bootstrapping it. We're all bootstrapping it under capitalism. But um, so it definitely felt like, is she or isn't she? And she did come back, and it was it was beautiful. And she sang some songs that were newer, I believe one was called Thank You. I don't know. It really did feel like, it really felt like she had lived and she was so grateful for everything that she has had and will continue to have because of her followers and her supporters. And she's living the life that she, she is she's wanting to have, she's self-actualizing and she's also being the change that she wishes to see in the world. And that's what it felt like to me was just the love and the joy and the sense of community. And so, yeah, for, for that, I say thank you to Miss Ross for creating that space. Thank you to DeMarcio for inviting me to go with him to see her um, in a space that I know is sacred to him and to all of the other people in the audience and in the band who shaped this, this space. And so it felt very, very special and it definitely felt healing and so yeah, so that was that was one experience. And then last weekend I was actually in Chicago and I visited a friend who I hadn't seen in person for probably 10 or 11 years and we've recently reconnected. And I got to be her plus one at a wedding. And I knew no one. <laughs> she knew um, the bride and me and that was it. And so we were placed at the, like, co-worker table. And so we were kind of talking about work at first and then, like, um, oh, my goodness. So they also, let, let me set the scene, too. So they, like, the wedding was at 4.30. The ceremony was at 4.30. And then there was a cocktail hour at 5. 
And they just kept bringing around like meatballs and bruschetta. And I was just like, I hadn't really eaten much that day. So I was just like, I was like double fisting meatballs as they were coming around, which got a definitely a good chuckle from from the coworker table, which anytime somebody like thinks I'm funny, that is always like the ultimate compliment. So um, even if you're laughing at me, <laughs> I, um, but yeah, I was like, we, so yeah, so we were, we were there. I was like, keep munching, munching on these, on these meatballs and bruschetta. And we, so we didn't know anybody. And I was like, we, as the night went on, as the night progressed, um, my friend Lindsay and I, who thank you for listening, thank you for listening, and thank you for being willing to invite me as your as your guest. And we, it, it was just funny, like because some of the people on the on our table, like, were kind of in on the joke too. And, like they picked up on my sense of like sarcasm, um, or just like what seems like just completely deadpan serious, but like I'm just full of it. And, like, the Macarena came on. I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys. This is my song. I have to get on the dance floor. And it was so funny. One of the people at the table goes, oh, we know. (laughs) It was just filled with such, like, disgust and humor and, like, love at the same time. It was really, really funny. And so, yeah, so I was like... I, like, just went out on the dance floor as if, like, no one was watching me because I didn't know anybody. And so, like, we did not leave until midnight. Like, they, like, the DJ shut it down. And I don't know, it's like, I'm I'm not saying this to, like, I'm not even trying to, like, boast. Um, but, like, it just felt really nice to be recognized in this way. I think that that's what I, that's, this is what I'm going for. The, my intention is, like, Lindsay and I were just dancing as if like nobody was watching and just like feeling what felt like to me was incredibly carefree like we wrapped ourselves in the american flag because somebody was taking our picture and they asked us if we wanted to like be like yeah like be like drenched in the in patriotism if you will um and so of course we like of course we did it and it was really funny and like also just even like hanging out on the back like porch and, like, talking to, like, the maid of honor and, like, the best man. And just telling them how much we enjoyed, like, either little stories or just the feeling or a joke in their speeches. And it was just so kind and so loving. And, like, that's the kind of energy that I was putting out. And it seems like that that's the energy that I was receiving back. And so, again, I was like, I, I, I'm hoping to try to to be the change that I wish to see in the world. And I do that by thinking back, like what would little David in Nebraska who was listening to Diana Ross, like do, like how would he navigate the world? I feel like I'm starting to do that a little bit more and at least make, or at least making an effort to. And so, yeah, so we were just dancing until midnight and people were telling us like, oh my gosh, like you, you just looked like you were having so much fun. They did not say that I was a good dancer. Let me, let me make that clear for the record. They did not say that I was a good dancer. They said that I looked like I was having fun. (laughs) Let us know at Call Me Limbo Pod if you think that that was a dig or, um, or a genuine compliment. Or C, both of these things can be true at the same time. 
but yeah, I was like, it was just nice to like have people also like recognize that I was playing a part in that space in, and that there were, that I had value in being in that space. And I want to be able to try to create environments like that for, um, for all people. And so, yeah, it was like, and there were just so many other funny stories from this weekend about like texting some missionaries, um, like real story. Maybe that can be another, another thing, like talking about like wanting to start a t-shirt company, um, yeah, just with, like, all of these, like, super, super random ideas. It was just really fun. Um, just, like, seeing funny, funny, like, funny moments where I was, I'm, like, I went to go to this ATM, and there was, like, a woman literally popped out of the sunroof holding an umbrella while, like, while the, um, driver was trying to get cash out of the ATM, like, to block the sun. And it was just so funny to me and i was like our bartender at the at the wedding Lindsay was ordering cabernet and the bartender just said life is a cabernet and oh he was just so proud of himself on that one and so we we kind of loved that and like um played along and then Lindsay kept going up to him she said well you know it's like i always say cabernet all day and so it was just so fun and amusing to be around other people who were just like in really good spirits, really hopeful about that like a better a better like a better world is possible and that they are trying to be that change that they wish to see in the world. And so um, oh yeah, like one of the other things that was kind of funny was like my the flight attendant on my way out to Chicago. Um, I was sitting up toward the front and it's not because I paid extra. I don't like to pay extra for the seats. I was I was up front because it was on an airline where they don't assign seats and you just board and it's open seating. So that's how I got to be up front. And the flight attendant, like when she was walking down the aisle picking up trash, turned to me and she goes, I think I met your husband in the back. And I said, oh, yeah? Well, like, I'm traveling alone. Um, so I don't think that's my husband. But if you want to set me up, like, I am totally open. And she kind of paused and, like, like did, like, the wink, like, the wink um, head tilt. And just she goes, well, he's cute. And it was so... <laughs> It was so funny, and I was like, I never saw him, and so I, like, really genuinely want to know, like, who she thought that, what, who she thought was my, like, compatible partner in terms of, like, aesthetics, and so I just thought that that was really funny. So, yeah, all in all, I, it has been a really healing few months, like, full of hope and reconnection and community and mutual aid where I can and optimism. I'm looking for day and I are actually, we will be leaving for the UK just to like travel together again. It was really fun when he came over to Singapore and we went to Bali in Indonesia and which this sounds way bougier than it is like round trip flights from Singapore to Bali were like $50 and like hotel rooms were like $15 once you got there. So like 
I promise it's not like it's not as over the top as like as I as it might sound. But yeah, like and and then we also went to Penang, Malaysia, and Dave is a, r- a really great travel companion. And so I was like, I'm really excited to take this trip, and we are actually going to go see the 25 year reunion concert tour um, of S Club Seven, and so I believe they're just going as S Club now. Yeah, so since five of them will be on the on the on the tour, and so I'm so excited because they had a TV show on like the Family Channel when I was a kid, and then they play their music. I think I even had like their CDs, and they were also just so joyful, and so I'm just so excited to go and experience that as an adult to like reconnect with my inner child, and yeah. So that's what I am looking forward to. And I hope that, in conclusion, I hope that you all are looking forward to something too. And, like, there is a reason to live. There is a reason to keep going. And it's it's exciting. Like, and so, yeah, I would challenge everybody listening to think about, like, what's your reason? Or what is the thing that you are looking forward to? Whether that's just for yourself, whether that's, in community, whether with with one other person or in community with multiple people. I hope that people are able to give peace a chance, really, or imagine there's no country. Um, it's easy if you try. Um, if you just pause for a moment and think about, like, what kind of life do I want to live? How do I want to live? How do I want people to perceive me? So yeah, I guess that's my challenge for the week. So yeah, thank you for listening. You can support the show by giving us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads at Call Me Limbo Pod. You can rate us five stars on your podcast platform of choice. And you can also support the show financially at on Patreon, Venmo, and Cash App, all at Call Me Limbo Pod. Um, any donation is one that we are incredibly grateful for. So thank you all for listening. And Like I always say, stay feral, stay fabulous, stay free.